Welcome to the Energetics of Being, the Human Design Podcast. The podcast that delves into the fascinating world of human design and unravels the layers of conditioning, beliefs, and expectations that can influence who we become and how we show up in our lives. I'm your host, Sarah Atkin, and I'm really excited to share this journey with you. This podcast is for you if you're tired of feeling stuck, held back, or disconnected from your true self. My intention for this podcast is that we're going to shine a light on the patterns and behaviours that can prevent us from fully expressing our authentic self. Together, we'll uncover the tools, insights and practices that can empower you to release the limitations that no longer serve you. We're going to tap into the power of energy, intuition and self-awareness to unlock your true potential so that you can live a life that aligns with your authentic self. Join me each week as we engage in thought-provoking conversations with experts, practitioners and individuals who have experienced their own profound transformations. We'll explore topics such as human design, gene keys, astrology, holistic approaches, coaching, neuroscience and psychology. We're going to draw from a rich tapestry of wisdom to help you navigate your own personal journey of self-discovery. Whether you're new to human design or have been on a path of self-discovery for years, this podcast is for you. This is your invitation to step into your power, embrace your uniqueness, and create a life that resonates with your soul's deepest desires. So, if you're ready to dive in, let's go. Hi, and welcome to episode one of The Energetics of Being a human design podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Atkins, and I am an energetic alignment coach. And amongst many other things, I am also a quantum human design specialist, a neurodivergent specialist coach. I am an Akashic Records practitioner, energy practitioner, and business coach. I do many, many things. And I am also a mum to three neurodivergent boys. I'm married to my best friend and we've been married for 17 years this year, but together for 24, which is kind of like, we've been together longer than haven't now, which is kind of really odd to think about because in my head, I'm still 23, but you know, aren't we all? And so basically this is my podcast. This is my little corner of the internet where I can share my insights, a bit of wisdom. And it's funny because it's been a long time coming, this podcast. It's been percolating in the back of my brain, probably for a good year. And for the longest time, I had these thoughts of who the fuck do you think you are? Like, who's going to listen to you? And I still feel like that a little bit. I've, you know, got a lot of imposter syndrome, I suppose. And one of the things that, and I know that there's a few people which I will get on to talk to you about in later episodes, that I have one of my underlying things is that I don't necessarily see myself as an expert. I don't see myself as a leader. Thought leader sounds a bit of a wanky phrase, if I'm honest. Light warrior, like all of these terms, labels, whatever you want to call them have always felt really uncomfortable to me. Now, the purpose behind this podcast is kind of all of those reasons. It's about exploring conditioning and deconditioning. So 
I want this to be a safe space where people don't think that I am the all-seeing, all-knowing oracle. I'm not. I'm human, perfectly imperfect human at that. And one of the things that I really struggled with, and I still do to a certain extent, is I look around at other people and think that they're experts in their own lives. And I'm massively winging it. Now, I could bring that back and say that some of that is down to my own human design. In human design terms or traditional human design terms, I am a generator type. Quantum human design terms, that makes me an alchemist. But I'm a 3-5 profile. And I remember when I found that out for the first time and I read the description of the line three, who is really experimental. They kind of dive into life, dive into experiences headfirst, try and figure it out. Classic sink or swim. And I'm quite happy. I'm quite good at owning up with my own mistakes or getting things wrong. I'm quite happy to, what they call it, fail forward. And the acronym that always comes to mind for me with my kids, because I'm an ex-teacher as well, I forgot to mention that, is fail. There is no fail, but if you use the letters to represent first attempt in learning, that perfectly sums up everything about the line three. Because if there's one way to do something, there's going to be another way. And I can guarantee that me being me, I would have tried all of the different ways to do things. Now, that can cause a bit of disruption and delay. Some people might call it procrastination. I am also a self-confessed procrastinator because what will happen is in my experimentation, in my striving to try all of the different ways, I can quite easily get stuck in the experiment and doing all the learning and then not actually the implementation. So that's just one of the many layers that is part of my conditioning. Another part of my conditioning is my line five aspect, which is this unconscious leader side of myself, which I don't fully identify with, if I'm honest. And it's funny because it's one of those things that other people say that they see in me, but I don't always see that. In my own self-exploration journey, I am so aware and I think if anybody's in the coaching space, we always refer to it as an onion skin. As you peel back one layer of the onion, another layer will reveal itself. And the thing is here is that every time we think we've smashed it or we've nailed something, we're never quite there. There's always something else and we never quite fully get to the bottom of necessarily of what's going on or the same thoughts or beliefs can come up and present themselves in slightly different ways because I am a neuroscience geek. I know how the brain works. I also love positive psychology and psychology in themselves and the more I've learned about myself, the more I kind of recognize what's going on. I can kind of spot certain thoughts or certain behaviors or certain actions or certain responses that I kind of come up with. And my personal development journey has meant that I've gone off on lots of different tangents to try and approach things in different ways. Now, what I wanted to do with this podcast in particular 
is talk about all of those different ways. There is no one set way. Nobody has all the answers. And anybody who says they do, they're lying. It's not true. There isn't a one size fits all. There isn't a one quick fix for anything. What I encourage you to do in this podcast is to have an open mind. Some things that we talk about may connect with you. Others may not. And that's okay because we are all unique. We are all individual, which at the core of it is what human design is about. It's what it embraces. It embraces individuality. It is the science of differentiation just by its very nature. It's about focusing on the individual. Yes, we have collective themes that we experience, i.e. when we have a full moon, when certain planets like Mercury is always the really, you see all over the internet like Mercury retrograde or technology going awry. But we, yes, we have these collective themes that occur and we go through these collective traumas, collective experiences, for example, like the pandemic in 2020. But we all respond in different ways. We all experience them in different ways because we all have our own lenses that we look through. We all have our own responses. And the thing is, in life, in general, we all have our own perspective. One of the questions that I get asked a lot about human design is, if there's a twin or if I've got the same birthday as somebody else that I know, why are we so different? And it's because despite what your birthday says, the software, anybody that can draw up a chart, can only give you an insight into what may be. It's the potential. Anything that we use, any of these modalities that we use are simply tools. They are conversation openers. Essentially, the work of deconditioning comes down to you, your openness, the connections that you make, the perceptions that you come up with, the resolutions that you work through. It's all unique to you. So through this podcast, we're going to talk to lots and lots of different people, some of whom I've worked with myself. One of the things that I've found amazing actually in this process of planning out this podcast is the amount of amazing people that I have met and made connections with throughout my own personal development journey, which is funny because again, I can always pull it back to my human design. I have the channel of connection in my human design, which is the channel of gate six and gate 59. And one of the things that I do is when I connect with people, I connect with people on a deep emotional level. So a lot of my connections aren't just surface acquaintances. I actually do really understand people. I, I love connecting with people at a deep level. So I'm completely out of my comfort zone in massive rooms of people. I'm not the archetypal party animal. I'm quite introverted, really. But on a one-to-one -one basis, in a connection where I can kind of really make meaningful connections with people, that's when I find my joy. I love a one-to-one -one conversation. So I'm hoping that you will feel that through this podcast, that you will feel that connection that 
I'm speaking to you. And if you're listening to this podcast, first of all, I'd like to say thank you. I really appreciate you connecting with me for allowing me to be in your ears and for coming on this journey with me. I feel really honoured that you chose to be here and I hope that I can return the favour by bringing you some thought-provoking conversations, some things that will make you think differently possibly, some topics that you may feel a bit uncomfortable with but my aim is to kind of create a bit of a safe space where you can kind of go on into this. So full confession I don't think I would have considered myself necessarily woo, even as recently as three years ago. I was much more on the woo side when I was a teenager. I used to be really into astrology. I had everything to do with my astrological star sign, like all the books and stuff. You know, I was a kid growing up in the 80s, 90s. And I even used to get my tarot cards read on a regular basis. But Something happened when I went to university and I felt like I needed to kind of grow up, which is a bit sad when I think about it. Maybe I would have been a bit further on in my journey. However, no regret. My journey is how and why I'm here right now. I've kind of found myself going full circle. I've done the grown up bit, the grown up bit kind of sucks. Now, what I'm doing is I'm bringing in everything that I have learned from my experimentation with life and kind of bringing all of these things in into one space. So just to kind of give you an example, at university, I did textile design. Everything in my life has kind of happened by a series of coincidences. I met my now husband when I was at university. We were... (laughs) We were both on a break from a relationship that wasn't very good and we got together because we wanted fun. We didn't want, neither of us wanted a serious relationship. Turns out we're kind of like soulmates, but we had none of that expectation or that pressure. We didn't want any of that because we'd had that previously and um, we'd done that ourselves in past relationships and it just didn't work with that external pressure and the pressure on the relationship itself. Both of us had experienced some rather unhappy times. But together, we just wanted no pressure, just wanted fun. Now, I'm not saying that in 24 years together, it's all been fun. It's not. We've had some proper downers and some really challenging circumstances, but we've navigated them together. And we've come out the other side. We're still here. We're still together and still happy. We relocated to London in 2002, where we lived for 18 years. And I kind of fell into a career in the corporate fashion industry. So I worked for big name brands, a couple of which actually don't really exist anymore, which is kind of a bit sad, but equally, you know, it is just the way of the world. And I was lucky, fortunate. I kind of fell into this career. I was a garment technologist and you might have to go and Google that because I didn't know what it was until I started doing it. But I did that for about 15 to 17 years. I had a couple of breaks in between, but a career spanning that amount of time. I was fortunate enough to travel to the most amazing places. I traveled to China, 
Bangladesh, various different areas in India. I went to Eastern Europe, Italy, Greece, Bulgaria, Ceron, which is the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. I've, I've been to so many amazing places, met so many incredible people, many of whom I am still in touch with. If any of my past suppliers are listening, hi, and what a change. What am I doing now? I was responsible for looking at systems, ethical trading, ethical auditing, looking at factories, processes, looking at the rights of the workers and things like that. It's kind of a, a very kind of social impact driven position, but also the practical stuff of manufacturing. I would do 3D pattern cutting. It was creative and practical as a perfect blend of the things that kept me entertained. And there was so much variety in it, it stopped me getting bored. But when I had children, or had my first son back in 2010, I recognized in myself that I couldn't sustain that. I didn't want to be away from him for long periods of time. And I might share a bit more of my journey into that. I probably will do at a later date because parenting has been one of the single most biggest transformational journeys of my life. For any of you that are parents, I didn't expect it to be such a cathartic, healing, self-personal development journey in itself. But I retrained as a teacher. And again, a whole other level of learning about myself, what my capabilities are. But I discovered that I truly love teaching. I love sharing knowledge based on my experiences. And one of the things that my students said is that I brought real life experience to their classroom. I could give them examples. I could show them photographs. I could show them information. I could talk through practical problems with them that would make it real. And when I can make things real and relatable, it makes it more memorable. Consequently, their A-level and GCSE exam results on the theory side of textiles which is what my specialist subject was in design and technology, their exam results were the best in both the schools that I taught in, were the best that they'd ever had. So I discovered that I have this talent for teaching and relaying information. Fast forward a few years, I formalized my coaching training with my coaching diploma in 2020. And that was a real catalyst for huge amounts of change. And it's since then that my journey, I suppose, ramped up. There's much more to my journey, which I will share in later episodes, because this is like a fast forward intro to help you get to know me a little bit better before I bombard you. I warn you now, I'm a bit of an oversharer, but if you're here for those details, then keep listening in. So... Human Design found me in 2020 and it was actually because I was looking for some answers really. I was struggling as a parent. My boys are quite challenging, not in a naughty way, they're not naughty or disruptive or any way, but it was emotional regulation that we were struggling with and I couldn't understand why they felt so challenged in certain ways. So I was looking at other ways to understand them better understand them at a deeper level. I did all the readings, what I do. I read Highly Sensitive Child. I read The Emotionally Healthy Child. I did so much work on child development, which I'd also done through my teaching qualification as well. I just ramped it up a bit. 
and human design found me in 2020. And well, I mean, it's still been a bit of a love-hate relationship with it, but I've now reached a point where I feel good about the way that I use human design. I use it as a tool in my coaching practice. I think you need to be careful about taking it literally. I think it needs to be like any of these modalities. You need to touch them lightly. They are not about putting you into a box. They're about facilitating insight. And it's the same with any kind of personality test. Not that human design is a personality test. Just because you get told you're a generator or you're an INFJ or, you know, whatever it is that comes up in DISC. I think I'm an IS person, I think, from memory because I'm also a DISC practitioner, and it's light touch. Just because it says that that's what you do doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it in that particular way. We all have choice at the end of the day. So all I hope is through this podcast, you will get to discover some of those choices that are available to you. Explore where your conditioning or how your conditioning might be showing up in your life and how we can work through it, peel back the layers and help you to start express yourself in your most authentic way. I hope that's whet your appetite and I look forward to going on this journey with you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Energetics of Being. I hope you found our exploration today both insightful and inspiring. And if you resonated with what you heard today, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review this podcast on your preferred platform, whatever that might be. Your feedback is really invaluable and it helps us to reach even more listeners on their own journey of self-discovery. And remember, a conversation doesn't have to end here. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram under the handle at sarah.m.atkins or you can find me on Facebook just as Sarah Atkins. You could even come and join my Facebook group, The Energetics of Being where you can share your thoughts, questions, or your own personal experiences. I would really love to hear from you and continue our conversation there. I am on a personal mission to bring you thought-provoking conversations and practical insights to help you break free from the conditioning that holds you back, allowing your true self to shine brilliantly. And as we close out this episode, take a moment to reflect on what you've learned today. How can you apply these insights to your own life? What steps can you take to further align with your own authentic self? Thank you again for listening. I really do appreciate you choosing to spend some time with me. And until next time, remember that you are a unique, once-in-a-lifetime expression of the universe. Embrace your individuality, trust your inner wisdom, and keep shining your light brightly. Take care, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Energetics of Being. Stay curious, stay authentic and stay true to you.